Indigo and Bandstyle, the mixtape tour, is coming to your area of planet Earth. Bandstyle, the Forge Theatre and Arts Hub, Saturday the 18th of September. Bendigo, the Capital Theatre, the 23rd of October. Ticket links on the Rewind80sBand.com website or our Facebook page, Rewind80sBand. Celebrate the music of the 80s with the Rewind80s Mixtape Tour. Get your tickets now before they go-go. Woo! about love you're at the ease montage podcast we've camped it up from the very beginning this show is so fucking camp if you love camp do not switch off and if you love a (laughs) tearjerker i must say i had a little cry program in this show or just a jerker you know no it's not jerking material it's quite a they're very fucking good songwriters they're very emotional didn't know oh, yeah. didn't do that either. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Of course, guys. Hey, introductions first. Who are you? I'm Sammy Hardon. And I'm Jay Jovi. And this is the 80s montage. We love you guys. You're fucking troopers, all right? Don't forget mm. it. Good on mm. you. Good on you. Now, you would not expect this, guys. We're going to talk about the BGs in the 80s. Everyone thinks of the Bee Gees sort of pre-80s, you know. They're known as the sort of, I don't know, controversially known as like the the, the fathers of disco or what do they call them, the legends of disco or fucking whatever they call them. Often associated with the 70s, you know. But they kind of went into, when disco died, they went a little bit underground. They did a few different things, a few solo projects. And they wrote for a lot of people as well, but they were very prolific. And so we're going to look at what they did in the 80s and the songs that they released. And I think when they finished the 70s with the 70s stuff, no one really wanted to know who they were anymore. So they really had to go into the songwriting approach to to make money again. Yeah. Yeah, sure, they made a lot of money. Yeah, that's right. Saturday Night Fever was the biggest thing in the world. Amazing tracks, but became really untrendy. It became so big that it became a cliche. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they were slightly overexposed. You know what I mean? And John Travolta didn't help that either. No, that's it. That's it. And it sort of it was used. What was the the Goldie Horn movie where? Oh, fuck. It's got Dudley Moore in it, Goldie Horn. Um, it's, of course, a comedy with her in it. And they use fucking Staying Alive in it. What's that Ooh. called? I'll find it out. You wow. keep talking. I'll I have don't a look. know. But anyway, but- they were amazing songwriters. And I guess they didn't even know they could write for other people. But the thing I love about the BGs is they're always in the fucking background on the backing vocals. And it's yeah. as if they've gone to the session and gone, you know, they've worked with some of the most amazing singers and it's as if they've gone to the session and gone, hey, the boys are here, how about we fucking do the BVs 
because you're not cutting yeah. it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like how, how about we just do it? Yeah, yeah <laughs> don't worry about the pitch. Don't worry the fact that you drugged off your nut. We'll go in and do the vocals. So yeah, you just relax. hear us. But you wouldn't have known that as a kid? No. Like they're actually in Chain Reaction, which was one of Diana Ross's big 80s hits. Like That's Danny right. Minogue did it in Young Talent Time. She oh. came out and did it and they did a couple of little fucking stupid fireworks and nearly probably put her dress on fire. Who knows? Channel yeah. 10 went Channel 10 went very camp and I'm yeah. sure Danny did a version of this and came out in the red dress. I'm not, I may be wrong. It may be something I've wanted to see but I'm pretty sure Danny did it. And Now the film I was trying yeah. to place was Foul Play. It had Chevy Chase in it as well. So Chevy Chase, Great. Goldie Horn, and it had <laughs> Dudley Moore. Had Dudley Moore. It actually came out in 1978. I thought it came out in the 80s. But mm. it sort of it, – it used – Staying alive in in a comedic sense, and it's sort of like it's sort of like the piss was starting to be taken yes. out of this song. Yep. Y- you know, you know what I mean. So Absolutely. yeah, there you go, there you go. Absolutely. Um, so what do we got? Yeah, let's talk about. Are we going to sort of talk about it chronologically, or just sort of a bit? No, randomly? just. I've, I mean, look, there's only so many songs they wrote in the eighties that weren't theirs. But they did a lot of movie soundtracks and stuff like that. Like you went from Saturday Night Fever to Staying Alive the movie and they did beautiful tracks on that, which was a fantastic – with my girl Cynthia Rhodes and Fiona Hughes and uh, all the people. And, of course, John Travolta was in that and we see the big 80s number where they jump for joy and they get this theatre production. I did have a T-shirt but Beatty took it and he's never given it back but that's okay. Um, But, yeah, they did use Staying Alive in that 80s movie but there were a lot of really good new tracks. But Chain Reaction was the hugest song. I remember it being at the end of Countdown on sounds, all the the TV shows were playing it. My old man loved the the freaking song but I wouldn't have known it was Bee Gees. No, no. It's you like the moment you get told it's Bee Gees though – you're like, oh yeah, of course. You feel you can hear older, it. don't you? You can hear it straight away. Can't you're you? all of a sudden fifty when you hear that. Yeah, when you're yeah. fucking fifty I don't know. and a drag queen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a drag queen song, it's isn't so it? It's so great. It is. It's good because it, it it's got the kind of it's got the kind of bit where the the drag's putting on the makeup. You put oh, you know, at the beginning so. and the bit where they come out like. And it's got like fucking key changes constantly going up, you know, all the ingredients. Absolutely. It would be yeah. really good to do in our theatre show. I think it would work a treat. Fuck yeah, to go and, off. And my old man would faint in enjoyment. He yeah, it would be the end of him, I reckon. Oh, he, Dad was so camp with his music. He just, anything camp like this, he just videotaped and watched it for hours, the same thing over and over. And I wasn't a huge fan, I must say. I wasn't a huge Diana Ross fan. I thought she was a bit pissy vocally sometimes, a little bit fucking airy and a bit yeah, she was strange in the eighties. You gotta, you gotta kind of put it in perspective. Like she was a huge star, though, as well. Yeah, but she was a huge. Mate, she was a huge star decades beforehand in the fucking almost in the black and white era. You know what I mean? Like she's from like the, the, the early the Yeah, Supremes. no, totally. She's from the fucking Supremes. Like yeah. from the early Motown days, you yeah. know what well, I mean? Well, this was a revamp, really, wasn't it? That's right. This is one this of her was, sort of reinventions. I think Aretha had done it and then they were looking for other people and Diana Ross was next and then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. We need a song she for wa- Diana. She was very popular in the eighties. She used to sort of she she was um she did a lot of live performances that everybody was like, Oh my god, Diana Ross, yes. Of course, you know. She used to wear the big sort of diamante gowns with a big fishtail and she'd have just like all the big black hair coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. She did have a really hot period during the eighties. But she um did. and and that's how she appears in, at the end of this song, you know, like a big drag queen. So there we Absolutely. go. Absolutely. And of course, the Bee Gees produced this album of hers. And mate, it went to number one in Australia and the UK. Really? Now I didn't know that. That's fantastic. Number one. 
Yeah. Wow. Now, the other track I love off this album, and I'm going to play it because it was another song you wouldn't have assumed was the Bee Gees. Yes. Is this one. Do you know Katie Lang did a cover of this? Get it was out. called It was called Eaten Out Alive. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> Do you know this, this album was Did did great. you mention this album was um the album of course is Eaten Alive. This song's Eaten Alive. Yeah. Um this did did you mention it was produced by Michael Jackson? No, he sings in it. It's produced He's by the, Barry Gibb. He was one of the producers oh, as well. Oh, okay, he might have been. Yeah, he was a producer. Because co-producer. it's got his phrasing in it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I reckon yeah. Michael was great with choruses, but that's definitely a BG's verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stabbing brass sort of section. But definitely can hear Michael in that chorus. Yeah. And I reckon he used to come in, I reckon he got that from Van Halen, fixing Beat It. He would have fixed – like Van Halen would have fixed Beat It and he's just take, taken that on board and gone, I'm going to fix the fucking chorus of every song I go into. Because right, right. Beat It was never like that. Beat It yeah. was fixed by Van Halen. He came in and went, well, Eddie, and said, you need to do this, you need to do that. It wasn't just the guitar right? solo. Yeah, it wasn't just wow. the guitar solo. Yeah. So I think with – a Virgo and Michael being a Virgo, what we do is we watch these people work and then we go, fuck, must remember to do that when I get to that stage, you know. Absolutely. I've That's actually what seen it happen. About. Yeah. 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 And um Eaten Alive, definitely a Michael chorus, but yeah. a fucking BG's verse. Oh yeah, for sure. You know. There we go. And, and you hear the BGs in the background? I love oh, yeah, it. 100%, 100%. Hey, Diana, how about we just put the fucking BVs yeah. on for you? Yeah. We'll, d- we'll do it, yeah. It's like we'll when you're produced go. by someone that doesn't think you're very good and they get yeah. Kate Sobrano yeah. in to do your BVs. <laughs> oh, how about uh, you just sing over Kate, you know? Yeah. I look, do we're so gonna get, many, yeah. We're going to get Placido Domingo to come and uh, <laughs> do some BVs for you. I love it. Now, interestingly, uh, interestingly enough, Barry Gibb mainly wrote and produced a lot of this stuff, uh, a lot of it, but he co-wrote with all three of his brothers. So the, mm. the Bee Gees mm-hmm. essentially are, you know, Barry, Robin and Maurice. And um, there was, you know, another brother who wasn't in the Bee Gees, Andy Gibb. Yeah. Andy, Andy Gibb. Andy hot. Gibbs. He was hot. Yeah. Andy Gibb, he was like a soloist, you know. Andy Gibb yeah, was, was a solo artist. His wife and then an ex-wife were friends with my mum and dad. What? Explain that again. Yeah. So it must have been Andy a fucking Gibbs, long time ago. Oh, yeah. It was when I was little. Yeah, it was when I was little. Yeah. He died Went to very the house young. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. right. I remember him dying really clearly because um, mum and dad were really, really uh, rocked by it, you know. So tell me what um, happened again. What? How was I it? Know, the, uh, so 
mum and dad, Andy Gibbs' wife and then ex-wife and and mother to Andy Gibbs' only child, who was a little girl. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, mum and dad were friends with the wife. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And when, um, I remember going to the house and everything. Lovely. Because the Bee Gees were Brisbane-born, was that right? Or were they born in they, England they and lived in Brisbane? They were born in England on the Isle of Man and then right. they were um, brought up in Redcliffe, which is like a um, a beachy suburb nor- just north of Brisbane. Ah, well, that makes sense. Aussies loved them because they were kind of like, um, you know, they were kind of, they were very talented and very well-spoken British lads who just sort of polished up really well when they were in their teens and everything and they'd go on all the fucking radio shows and everything around yeah. Australia. They just fucking cleaned up. They yeah. were so charming, you know. Yeah, yeah. Aussies loved them. And so then when sort of um, they started hitting it really big internationally because then then they moved back to the UK um, then when sort of Staying Alive and everything came along and it was the Bee Gees, it you know, was, like Oz, yeah. Aussies soaked it up. It was a huge hit here, you know. Yeah. Even though even though disco wasn't necessarily huge here, you know. Oh, that album. The Bee Gees were pretty huge here in disco. Be- Bee Gees were huge Fever but very the, big. the disco scene wasn't huge here. It was more sort of pub rock and stuff at that same period. Oh, my mum and dad went to the underground every fucking weekend, mate, in Melbourne. Yeah. God, the underground was like in King Street. That was disco. But di- mate, you look at the rest of Australia though. Yeah, but Melbourne yeah. was pretty disco-y. Yeah, let's go Melbourne, in Sydney. Sydney yeah. they, you would have been doing things like that. Yeah. But the rest of Australia, it would it pub rock and stuff. Yeah, right. You know, 100%, 100%. Very early. Yeah. Would, yeah. And a lot of the times in the late 70s it was all cover bands. Like the yeah. original thing came in in the 80s a bit more. But mm. I remember going to weddings when this was out and everyone was playing this stuff. Yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. had the dance moves and the dresses that she used to wear in Staying Alive and, yeah. and stuff like that. But Because I went and saw this at the drive-in. When I was very little. Yeah, right, right. And it was huge. And then they had the Best of the Bee Gees come out, which was a three-album special, I think, in 1980 or 79, yeah. just the end of it. And that was huge. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we're, we're de- I guess depends on what part of Australia you're in. But Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Fucking I swagman, guess... mate. You went there for a disco, you'd hear this shit all the time. Oh, really? Yeah? Oh, yeah, the Swagman. Ah, oh, we yeah. used to play there, didn't we? Um, No, the Swagman was a food joint next to Stylus. We played at not the Swagman. The Swagman was the ad we did. Dun, 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 and your family plays. Dun, 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 give me oh. dun, 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 dun. And they had like chicks come out in fucking bikinis and feather boas and shit. I and thought the- we did a gig at the Swagman downstairs. That was Lasseter's or Lazar's oh, okay. or something. Yeah. Right, right. The Swagman was sort of. Oh, well, it was a Jewish stock take in the end. Like they just burnt it down, you know. <laughs> Basically, we don't know what happened but it disappeared mm. along with Stylus a couple of years after in the 90s. But, yeah, no, no. Um, look, it was a big time for the Bee Gees but that was the reason they really couldn't release any more music because there is a really good documentary. It's either on Netflix or Stan about the Bee Gees and it oh, explains right. everything and it explains people – Burning their records and and doing that kind of stuff, burning disco records. Studio Fifty Four was dead. All that stuff had happened, and it was very hard for them to get a gig. So this is why they got into the songwriting. It's funny, isn't it? Because sort of in in like the hardcore disco scene, the hardcore inner disco scene, Bee Gees were seen as being quite vanilla. They were seen as being quite like pop disco, like the top. You, you know what I mean? Like if you if you were a hardcore disco um, lover and follower, you may not necessarily like BGS. You know what I mean? Well, it was a, um, it was a BGs, black market as well. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But um, 
to the rest of the world, you know, BGs were the the fathers of disco. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so it's like it's like BGs got burnt on both fronts. Then when then when uh, fucking disco is dead came along. Like they went down with that a little bit. They did, uh, big but time. they it, it's like they almost didn't get the peer respect from from the disco in, industry. You know what I mean? It's like they got burnt. They were the, they were the commercial side of it, yeah. Yeah, and because absolutely. a movie came out with it, and it was based mm. on John Travolta, it became a bit of a piss take. And it's because they were white, babe. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. disco was like a a black white you know, and hairy. It was, it was a black movement, you know. It was mm. a. It, it, was. it really was. It really was. It's sort of like jazz, like rap, you know. It, it was sort of um, black America, like yeah. you know, coming out of coming out of funk, and you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So there you go. Yeah. But incredible songwriters. So they did end up writing songs for other people, and I can't remember. I mean, I haven't watched the documentary for a while, but it's really interesting. But this is a fantastic track that. I would never have imagined the Bee Gees had have written in a million years when I was a little girl. Uh. And it goes like this. Baby, when I met you, there was peace I know. I set out to get you with a fine tooth comb. I was soft inside. Was something going on? You do something to me that I can't explain. Hold me closer and I feel no pain. Everything of my heart, we got something going on. Tender love is. song mate it's such, such a beautiful a song. song we could do this and bring the house down fucking absolutely I'll come out my f- fake tits and my perm big tits you can come I'll out just, your fucking fake beard i'll just take my wig off and <laughs> show my actual gray hair you know? yeah no well no no, no. <laughs> I, that, you know what i mean this is the only track you actually don't hear the bgs in the background they must have left these two alone there's no yeah, BG right. harmony, so it's just Dolly and uh, maybe because it was country, I'm assuming. But oh, mate, obviously, and they're both such incredible vocalists. Oh, Not that it fucking... would have been absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, have you seen Kylie do this with the guy from the Scissor Sisters? No, Jake. It's fucking no. great. Yeah, Is it's it? Great. But it's Kylie camp. and Jake because they're best friends. Yeah, you know, and they did Islands in the Stream. And it's kind of cute because you think, oh, this is kind of mini, mini Australian song, you know. Like it's – we sort of do claim the BGs a bit as Aussie oh, 100%, artists. 100%. And it's like, oh, Kylie's singing it and Jake's there and Jake's just so great. And Kylie's great as well. Like, But Jake really fucking knows what – the dancing just – Incredible. You know I've always Kylie, loved the Kylie, sister sisters. Yeah. Kylie would be like the, you know, one of the only chicks that Jake would have sex with, I think. I think that would be the <laughs> truth. Absolutely. Um, do you remember that years ago when um, we were in the puppets and we got interviewed by Fox FM? Yeah, yeah. And, and they yeah. said they'd been to a gig and they called us the new Scissor Sisters. That's right. Remember I that? remember that. And That's I went, right. oh, my God, that is so great because I was you were buying me Scissor Sisters albums for my birthday. That's the CDs. right. And when yeah. they turned around and said you guys are like, the, you and Jay are like the Scissor Sisters, 
I fucking got so excited to know that that radio station had been. Like that's how big that band was then, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to find the interview and we'll play it and I'll bleep out the name of the band because we don't need to know it but – it was just such a good interview because they were just like, oh, my God, we've never seen anything like this in Melbourne. Like it's yeah. like seeing the sister. Because she said, I saw the Scissor Sisters live and I went to that gig at uh, the Prince of Wales as well with my yeah. friend Jody, who went as a car crash victim who animatronic thought was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like he just went with blood all over his face and he and animatronic said, what have you come today as? And he went, a car crash victim. Ah! Yeah. So that was it. We were just fucking in with the crowd, drinking, whatever. And, um, yeah, incredible times when we went and saw them. But live they're just so great. But anyway, oh, getting off the track. Dolly Parton was an amazing songwriter and he's an amazing songwriter on her yeah. own terms. Yeah, yeah. It would have been like, yeah, let's put this out for Kenny. I don't know. Oh, How does 100%. it happen? Yeah, yeah, I know. Kenny, look, they Kenny was very – he was huge in the US. Kenny was he huge was. in the US. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to think like Kenny uh, Kenny and the, the – um, the country music scene and stuff in the US. He was a he was a megastar. He was like yep. Garth Brooks, you know, before Garth Brooks kind of thing. Like he oh he was God. fucking Wait. huge. And um like Dolly and Kenny at the time were like that the male and female version of each other. You know what I mean? They were they yeah. were so wholesome and there's ju- there's just something really positive about both of their personas and their voices mm. and to have them together in uh, a duet like as sweet as this is just so beautiful. It's such an optimistic song. Yeah. It's such – and, and like it's – um, it's it, there, there's some, something schmaltzy about it, yes, yes, but it's like don't be such a cold-hearted, cynical asshole. It's just fucking yeah. enjoy it. Absolutely. It's just fucking. It's su- yeah. It's like a really pure moment. I just I love it. I just fucking love it. Yeah. And it came it came out in '83. Um, d- uh, the B side of this was "I Will Always Love You." Oh wow! What a okay. huge release. What a fucking right. huge release. Absolutely. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember that because we had the single. Maybe yeah, in right, Australia right. it was something else. Uh, in, oh, I, yeah. Well, in I in the know. US it was I was always, oh, I Will Always Love You. In the UK it was something else. So it might have been something else yet again in Australia. Who knows? Yeah. Mm. Now this is when country wasn't hot either. Country was really not in the 70s, country wasn't big. It was when they started to go a bit commercial where you'd watch the awards and it'd be Alabama is winning yeah, or whatever. Yeah. They weren't, country was not that big. Country became big in the 80s because yeah. these singles were making it appealing and then yeah. they were crossing over to where the country had been around for a long, long time. You're but right, I actually yeah. looked this up because I thought, am I being – Funny in thinking that there was just Alabama and Dolly Parton and and, and these people. There yeah. weren't many other artists and a lot of the country artists crossed over into pop because they were sick of being poor. But it did yeah, eventually true. get there. It did yeah, eventually true. get there. Yeah, yeah. You know. And Dolly, isn't she little Miley's godmother or something? I think so, Yeah. Yeah, I think or so. Or Miley's auntie or... I think Miley is going to inherit Dolly's tits when she passes. How many kids has Dolly got? No, tits, you oh, idiot. Oh, tits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> two. two. <laughs> oh, she's got... Because I didn't think she had any. I didn't know. No, she doesn't. This is what I'm right. saying. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, classic country, 1982, Dolly Parton's Greatest Hits and Kenny Rogers. Kenny was huge, you're right. Every neighbour I had had a Kenny Rogers fucking 
bloody album, you know. And he was like really kind of, he was really kind of like country American. He was hot for country America. You know Mm. what I mean? He He had that kind of, he was that real kind of. Chris Christopherson, that kind of like exactly salt and pepper. who I used to get him mixed up with. Yeah, yeah. Chris older, Christopherson. Older man that you'd fucking let him go for it if no mm-hmm. one found out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And there's not many sexy guys that can put a beard and grey hair and, and look And cool. they're not like fucking Father Christmas. Yeah, you that's know? right. <laughs> you have yeah. to be quite cool too. And, and I think you're cool when you don't really care about it. Yeah, yeah. Like Kenny just was Kenny and and Dolly was Dolly. You know, Kenny Dolly was like Kenny was a fucking legend right up until when he started getting Botox and fillers. Mm. Can you remember? Yeah, just before he died. And then he looked like he had had a bad reaction to shellfish <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. Remember? Poor prick, I know. Uh, he's, he's had a prawn and he's allergic oh, to it. Oh, I know? know. It's true though. Poor thing. It's true. Yeah. Poor thing. But Dolly, mate, whoever her fucking plastic surgeon is does not miss a trick. Didn't she do something just awesome the other day? Dolly did something awesome the other day. Like, I don't know, or maybe I just found, it, found out something awesome the other day. I think Dolly, Dolly... I don't know. She's got some kind of charity that she funds right. where it's um, – she she donates books to schools, like very specific. Oh, cute. Where she – yeah, she just donates books to schools because she wants kids to be able to read and I don't know. Well, that's something. right. That's a good point, Dolly. I mean, not a, they're, they're not reading anything but their iPhones at the moment. And even though Dolly's kind of – you know, she's quite brassy. She's got the big boobs and the makeup and all the plastic surgery and stuff. But it's all—it's all sort of like old old school values, you know. It's like Very much so. Girl she always door. come comes in with a bit of like old school sense. Anyway, who are we fucking talking about? This she's is worth six hundred million, babe. Six hundred million buckaroonies. Jesus. Yeah. While we're talking figures, they reckon that the Bee Gees might have sold something like two hundred and twenty million albums or something yeah. like that. Wow. Fucking incredible when you think about it. They were incredible it. songwriters and the three of them. I mean, there's only one left now, Barry. Barry was the hottest one. Barry would, would have been the one I would have shagged. He was very it, Leo the Lion. That's a bit unfair, isn't it, that the hottest one survives? It should be one of the ugly ones that survives yeah, to compensate. Yeah, I would thought Barry would have been the last one. I, th- I think Barry's the oldest because the two boys were Look, twins. Maybe Barry had the most sex and he had the most <laughs> cardio, cardi, co- cardiac, <laughs> you know, car- exercise. They're all married, I think. I think yeah. they're all married. But Andy, yeah. unfortunately, he he was a drug addict, and he had a. That's right. Yeah, yeah, always. I can't believe your parents know the wife. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Mum and Dad were quite um, terrified when they found that out. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing worse than knowing someone that's famous and what do you do? And then, you know, you realise you've been talking to Rowena Wallace for the last (laughs) hour and no. no. Oh, Rowena Wallace. Well, she's gorgeous, isn't she? Down at Centrelay. What's the next song? Oh, look, the next (laughs) one's really cool. This is a little bit of a tearjerker. Let's have a listen.
Oh, what a sweet song. Beautifully delivered, I think. Oh, Dion, Dion Warwick. Legendary. Beautifully delivered. I, like, yep. it's, it's like every it single is. syllable of that song is like considered. Absolutely. I love it. I love and it. she's crying in the rain, weren't we all, in 1982? At some stage, aren't we all, especially BG, in Melbourne? They're very camp BGs, aren't they? Like you wouldn't have assumed this would they've be such a, a camp show. Yeah, they've got a beautiful sensibility. They've, you know, oh. they're, they're, they're nice boys, you know. They're nice boys, absolutely. Yeah. They never cheated on their wives. That's it. They never went out with crazy chicks. Yeah. They did, you know, they ate their lovely, they ate their shepherd's pie and went home and, and ate, fish drank and cordial. Yeah. That's right. Had they were nice night. boys. And they were Had in love night. with each other. They were That's very right. close. Although. No. No, uh, no, no. Oh, no. no, no remember. <laughs> <laughs> Although they loved S&M. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> they, they, um, I wish. They, <laughs> they uh, can you remember that? Can you remember that interview where they all like fucking had an attack and walked out? Remember? Got shitty with each other. No, they got shitty with the interviewer, and oh, it was a yeah. British interviewer. I can't remember who it was, but you know, no doubt, fucking go on YouTube and and type in <laughs> type in BG's tantrum, and yeah, right. it's hilarious. Yeah. It's out of nowhere. They Didn't must they have all had a. Buy Must castles have had a bad and day shit or, in England. Hey, they what? Didn't they all buy castles or oh, Barry possibly. bought a castle? They possibly and sixty uh, minutes went through it at one stage. Oh, really? Dion no. Warwick, obviously Whitney Houston's auntie. Was she the auntie? She was actually her cousin, but cousin. it was yeah, it was market like you know second cousin or some shit like that right. but it was marketed as aunt that was easier you know oh, really? she was she was um sissy's sissy's aunt she was she was um fucking sissy was whitney's mum she was yeah. sissy's aunt and she was um whitney's first cousin okay there you go so there you go and she mm. used to do solid gold in the 80s which was very special yeah. She used to compare solid gold. So that was I, the only reason I really knew who she was. I saw her live at Jupiter's Casino. Did you? Oh, that would have been so 80s. Yeah. I, I think you've story. told us about this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But tell she us com- again. She she went out, as soon as she went out, she, she sort of, she complained about the air conditioning in the most uh, sultry way. She like went. She like went. It's very cold out here, and you can, you know, she's very. She's very husky because she smokes a lot of joints. Yeah. Does she? Um, yeah. She loves the pod. Wow. Yeah. She'd been busted for that at the airport. She would have loved Bobby and then, Brown. Oh yes, yeah. They all loved it. That family. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she, yeah, it may have been the fucking Houston family that had a problem. Houston, she, are you hearing me? Yeah, yeah, Houston, we've got a problem. It's <laughs> drugs. <laughs> oh, that's correct. Houston, we've got a problem, the Whitney Houston yeah. musical. Yeah. Fucking Houston, that's awesome. <laughs> Houston, we've got a problem. It's <laughs> drugs. <laughs> oh. Do you know what oh. I watched last night? I have to tell we'll you. Get in trouble for that. Yeah, go. Do you know what I, it was a fucking telly movie on Melrose Place. <laughs> The yeah. fucking life of Darren Starr and Aaron Spelling. Oh, fuck. And they bring in Heather Locklear because you forget all this shit. Anyway, they Who had all these actors. played Aaron Spelling? Fucking he was actually goldfish? quite good. Yeah, well, exactly. Should have been a goldfish. Um, goldfish with grey hair. Anyway, <laughs> he was quite good but they brought in Tommy Lee and it was like a fat cunt mm. with a black fucking show baby. <laughs> and uh, I'm – just like Maddie wasn't home and I was like, oh, my God, Maddie will just fucking do his high-pitched laugh. Like <laughs> Tommy Lee was super skinny. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing using a guy? Like I think it's on like Hallmark or something. And it was the life of Melrose Place and they're all banging each other in that show. I didn't realise, right? Because Melrose Place went on they to got, fucking models. They got in. some fat. They got some fat cunt with an Edward Scissorhands wig. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And then made him out like he didn't talk. 
I thought he was pretty out there, Tommy Lee, and he was pretty friendly and fucking Oh, yeah, smiley. like, yeah. no, he talks like this. And they yeah, just fucking get... casted him like, I could have oh. been fucking Tommy Lee, mate. Oh, I couldn't sake. believe it. But anyway, that's going off topic. <laughs> but I don't know why I was so bored to watch it. But Maddie was like, what the fuck are you watching? And I'm like, Melrose plays the fucking telly movie. Oh, Jesus. He goes, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, fuck so me. So funny. Oh, I'm Dion so Dion Warwick. Ugh. You're so hot. Oh, the yeah. De- Dion Warwick. Yes, yes, Dion Warwick. So she, Heartbreaker. She, um, she, yes, Heartbreaker, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, rem- I still remember the choreography that the background singers did on the heart. They did like punches on the Heartbreaker, like right. Heartbreaker, you know, they wow. did that shit. And um, she, um, I remember... Jupiter's yeah, I've Casino. Told, I've, I've told this story in the show again, but like Jupiter's Casino, the most 80s of fucking venues. And then um, there, there were some girls like really excited over one side. They were probably like spinsters in their, you know, late yeah. 30s. They would have known this home. song and this song. Yeah, like, oh, let's all go to Dion. Anyway, they, they fucking, um, they went to Dion, Warwick and Celine Dion. Anyway, they, they <laughs> fucking... They 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 were kind of practicing. You could hear them, and then like they let it out, and like went one, two, three. We love you, Dion. Oh, and Dion yeah. sort of Dion looked up, like trying to look up under the <laughs> lights, kind of thing. And the moment these young girls said it, there was an old woman over the other side who like went, "Pull your heads in." <laughs> Over the other side, and I was like, Welcome to what Australia. Are we, what are exactly. we walked into here, oh, mate? Oh, totally. Jupiter's Casino, Dion. turquoise, and oh. fucking pink flamingos. Yeah. Fucking exactly, horrible. Exactly. I don't think I've stayed exactly. at Jupiter's out of fear that I'm going to turn into a fucking flamingo. I don't know. I'm just, look. Mate, yeah. It's Kath and Kim meets fucking yes. know, Mur- Muriel's wedding. Yes. Yeah. I think we should stay there and do a Patreon one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's fucking funny. Fucking hell. Funny. All right, but that's what's a good next? track. All right. The next track we've got is, oh my God, this album was fucking huge. Off a clip, <laughs> were you falling <laughs> off a cliff? Yeah, I love it with your fucking we're turquoise fucking, outfit. We're Mate, I reckon, I reckon we had stuff. a red Gemini in the eighties with a tape deck, and I reckon we fucking sped up. It was a funny album because your parents, when they were younger, used to speed a bit, and I couldn't understand the tempo change. Like, if you're listening to something like this that's quite <laughs> slow and easy, but you're driving into Venture at 90 mile an hour. <laughs> driving into the Venture car park at 90 mile an hour and go. <laughs> 
whole family, right? <laughs> yeah. Like my auntie Leonie <laughs> loved this album, oh, my uncle fuck. Peter. And we'd be driving 90 mile an hour. This, like, isn't it where songs make you slow down? This shit was like my auntie's cigarette in the hand fucking. It's a movie scene, right, where they would be driving 90 mile, park, park, bash into the fucking fire hydrant, get out of the car, cigarette in the hand, tape would go off. All right, we're here. This is the track. Yeah, we're here. Let's go and get some fucking Shoes and shirt. <laughs> some, let's get some white gear that we can fucking look like Barbara and Barry. Yeah, yes. Were they on, so this is, of course, Guilty on um, from the oh. album Guilty. Is yeah. this, were they My on little, the yeah. uh, cover together? Yeah, were they fuck on the cover yeah. of this together, right? Yeah, Even yeah, though it was yeah. a Streisand, yeah, okay. It was a Barry Gibb thing. Yeah. This is like his solo thing with... Um, <laughs> with his Jewish princess, I love it. Yeah, she's fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. She's a triple threat. She is the only triple threat I know that's Jewish. I have to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm. I love yeah, it. Yeah. And I mean, that sounds horrible, but every Jew <laughs> will tell you the same thing, right? Um, <laughs> so, um, anyway, my little brother would sit in his back seat. He used to sit in the back seat and go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And take the the piss out of it. Yeah, 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 as a kid. But he wouldn't remember, but it was the (laughs) fucking funniest shit. (laughs) And I'd be trying to listen to the song because I wanted to know why it was so big as a kid. Mm. I wanted to know what the secret was because I could hear it. But yeah. with my little brother taking the piss out of it and pissing himself off, because everyone <laughs> did the B, ha, 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 BJ's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like 1980, man, like you, I just remember the tempo of the track and everyone speeding to this album. Like, yeah. calm the fuck down. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. What's him, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why is this worth dying Cigarettes, to? fucking, you know, my parents, or well, my family, my mum's family, <laughs> Very big smokers. It was yeah. very big. They still are, yeah. you know. Yes. And it was now that I can generation. Be, but I'm not addicted to it. They especially loved smoking in the car, didn't they? Loved smoking in the car. Oh, there's nothing f- more free. Telling you to shut up. Shut up! You uh, know, in the back seat. But um, uh, cute album. I really liked it. I'm very big fu- staple. I'm so glad you didn't play fucking... Woman in Love. Woman in Love. Jesus. I am a woman. Oh, shut up. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, it's a bit fucking full on, isn't it? I am a woman in love. But God, the housewives loved it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Housewives loved it though. This was a big housewife fucking album. Gotcha. You put this on when you were cleaning the patio, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. <laughs> when you were vacuuming the patio, this yeah. was blaring on the fucking record player. Yeah. You know. Because yeah. mm. we'd just come out of Barry Bean in Staying Alive and all yeah. of a sudden he's back with a white jumpsuit on. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. only stolen John Travolta's look, he's yeah. fucking John Travolta. Yes. You know. Yeah. Because yeah. John can't really sing but he's gone no. one step further. That's right. So the mums loved it. Yes. It was fucking Icy Poles and fucking Labrador Pups. It was just incredible. Yes. Spot <laughs> on. Absolutely. Absolutely. But anyway, yeah. Guilty. Great album. Yeah. Barry love did it. very well. This would yeah. have made them a fucking fortune. Mate, because it sort of, it crossed, yeah, it crossed. Crossed a, over. Uh, a f- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and cro- just sort of crossed a lot of barriers. And well, she was so evergreen, and she was evergreen, and now she's mm. a disco queen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Fuck, absolutely. Man. Yeah, but you good. Know, um, good judgment on her part. I, I just wonder who approached who. You know. Well, see, she's not. Um, Barbara Streisand is quite a nervous performer. Like that's why you oh, yeah. pay so much money to see her. That's why she's such a control freak. Yeah. Because mm. she doesn't like performing. She no. she likes it, but she's very nervous. Yeah. She's not she she's a Taurean. I know she's a Taurean, I think, from memory. Yeah. And yeah. she doesn't like performing. So Well, she fusses. 
She she fusses terribly about. She doesn't things. mind recording albums, but mm. when it comes to performing live, she just mm. turns into another person. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's in an astrological chart of hers as well. We did study it at Astro. I School. mean, I listened to I listened to Barbara's recordings, and like the vocal is incredible. It's yeah. right in the middle of the note. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, it's, perfect. She's beautiful, beautiful, clear. She's got no problem hitting any no. It's f- it's fucking incredible. But personally, I missed the memo on on Barbara. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we weren't big on Barbara when she was doing Evergreen and all the sort of Sully Boyden hits. Mm. Like she was a bit of a Sully Boyden for us. But yeah. when she came out with Barry and she was sort of hugging him on the album and and they were yeah. both dressed in white, you kind of thought maybe she is a rooter. Maybe yeah. there is something about it. Yeah. And then she did, of course, the song with um, Donna Summer. <laughs> maybe, which was maybe she is a rooter. <laughs> yeah. Well, she just didn't look like she rooted anything. No. There was something unsexual about it. Interesting because she sort of, in the, in the 80s, she did, she did a few comedies and she was fucking funny. Great actress. She was, she's fucking piss funny as yeah. a comedian, you know, like she, as a comedic performer. Um, she's got, she, she's got a sort of, str- like a, a, a bit of a Goldie Horn, um, Bette Midler, yeah. like that sort of territory, you know what I mean? Well, what was yeah. the uh, what was the movie she did with her red hair? Didn't Wasn't she it? do one with um, Chris Christopherson? Yeah, yeah. Bubble well, or she whatever. Was, she, nah, well, she was in fucking um, what is it? Uh, the one that Gaga did the um, remake of. Oh no, Star! Oh yeah, the one that Lady Star Gaga is did. Star born. She did with. But Chris what was the one? Bubble, bubble. There was the one with they talk about in Sex and the City. Well, she did one with Robert hair. Redford. Robert, did, oh, maybe it's Robert Redford. Did that one with Robert Redford, The Way We Were or fucking whatever. The Way We Were, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Classic. And, and I think that might have been the 70s. But, but she also did – didn't she do one with Clint Eastwood? Maybe. I'll look that up right now. She's a fucking incredible actress and an incredible singer but yeah. just doesn't like to perform live. And you yeah. may pay a thousand dollars a ticket, and this is like going back fifteen years ago. Yeah. But if you're Jewish, Jewish will pay a thousand dollars a ticket. Yeah. Without a question. Yeah, hundred percent. Because she's Barbara Streisand, and I actually think she started the whole expensive ticket sales in the end because yeah. she was worth every cent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was mini hoping they were shagging each other in the eighties. Because I hope she got one. You know, I hope she got at least one. She married. She's married now. Is but she still married to Josh Brolin's dad? I'd say so. James Brolin. I think she she's is. been married to her husband for a long time. Mm. Anyway, she wouldn't whatever. go out very far, <clears> you know. <throat> but anyway, Guilty 1980, that was off the album Barbra Streisand and Barry Gibb. I think it was called Guilty, yeah? Yeah. And it was fucking huge. Yeah, enormous. Absolutely huge. Now, the next one we're going to do is a, is a BG's track because <laughs> we might as well play a bloody BG's track. Yeah. 1989, this one was released. Um, and it was quite big for them. It was their comeback sort of single, I yep. think. Let's have a listen. Everybody needs Shouldn't let you take me away 
done again. Great 1987. Song. Do you like it? Go. This was their ordinary world, Duran Duran. This brought them back sort of a bit. Okay. You know All when right. ordinary world brought Duran back yeah. in the 90s? I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I think this was sort of that track that brought yeah. the BGs back out in full force again. They had a, yeah, what, what year would this have been? 87, you said? Yeah, yeah. They had another song in 97 off the album Still Waters called Alone. Can you remember yeah. that? Yeah. It had like sort of bagpipes or shit in the intro. My mum and dad ached for it. Yeah, sure. My mum and dad ached for it. Yeah. And I remember it sort of um, 97 I would have been like, you know, two years out of high school or something like that and – I don't know what mum or dad were going through. Sort of when I when I left home for mum and dad, I think it kind of when they sort of settled down after I left, it was a really happy period for my family. Um, that you were gone, it was happy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> really? Oh, no, I think not, they're in denial. <laughs> not so much. It was like sort of. Um, um, Stick on that I, you know, fucking Bee Gees was, album, love. I was at uni and I was going well and kind of all their grandkids were sort of growing up to a cute age and, yep. um, yeah, it was a sort of good time for the ch- family generally, you know, like um, everyone was still young um, and, and you know, doing well and everything and, and um, mum and dad, I remember this song in particular, in, uh, Alone by the Bee Gees in particular, Um, that was like everyone in my family sort of loved it. But mum and dad used to flog it, mate. They used to fucking flog it all the time. It's interesting how everyone's musical palettes have changed over the years. Yeah. Like this is really good songwriting and we don't see this anymore and people of the older generation or the boomers love this shit still. Yeah. Because there's really been nothing else that they can really cling on to. That's a that's a thing. Yeah. You know, and our palettes were quite refined where we could hear the musicality and stuff. We could mm. hear the band live. If we went and saw them live, we knew what was good and what was bad. Yeah. I'm finding punters of now, punters especially, don't really get the sound of what sounds good anymore. Well, they've been fed so much shit. They that have. They- it's like, fuck, was it Tom Petty that said, like, you, you get fed enough shit, eventually you enjoy the taste? <laughs> That's right, yes. yeah. Yeah, It's a good saying, Tommy. Yeah. Well, You Win Again yeah. was 1989. I reckon they sort of had a bit of a comeback here. People loved it. It was in the charts. Yeah. I don't know what it charted. I couldn't tell you. The next track is very special to me. Even though it's 1978, this is what I was named after. Oh. Yes, my parents absolutely loved this woman and this track and they called me my name after this beautiful woman. And it's a great track. So it is 1978, we're breaking the rules, but there is a story behind it. Is the song called Bitch Face? Oh, Samantha. It is. It is. (laughs) It is called Bitch Face. Here it comes. Here we go.
go. Samantha <laughs> sang. Oh, what a song. Beautiful. Emotion. Yeah. 78. But isn't it piano bar where you get pissed and your stiletto comes off and you bend over to pick it up and you can't quite get it back on? <laughs> isn't it like that? Thanks, Sally. Maddie's yeah. home, everyone. It's very stiletto kickoff. Yes. You know? And yeah. you're a bit drunk and there's an old fucking businessman wanting to hit you up and you <laughs> yeah. don't care that you're bending over and showing her your ham. Nah. Christmas ham. You just yeah, want to fix just, your shoe. You're just having a good time. And then you just pick it up and walk out with the one stiletto on. It's very yeah, fucking. It's, right. it's actually very me. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But you hear the BGs in the background. Yes. Oh, Samantha definitely. Sang. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. track. Mm. And I mean, the songwriting started that early. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a killer. Mm-hmm. Now we got a one dick wonder. And then we've got to finish the show. Pretty much, mate. So should we do all the da-da-da and then finish the song, finish with the One Dick Wonder? No, we all shouldn't. Right. We'll Sounds do the good. One Dick Wonder. No, all let's right. do it the other way. Let's do it this all right. way. All fucking right. good on you guys, fucking listening and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope your fucking stiletto stays on in the clubs. We fucking love this episode, guys. This is hilarious. We fucking So great. I, I never, I never, it never ceases to amaze me your, like, our ability to fucking make each other laugh. I don't know. And there's something, there's something about these songs and, and the beaches and everything. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't, it's daddy yeah. fun. I don't know. I just exactly. love it. Yeah. You want a nightclub called Stiletto? And you want to let right. all the homosexuals in and That's you play right. this shit and they'll lose their fucking mind. Stiletto nightclub. Stilettos. And there used to be a show called Stiletto that I loved yeah. about cops. It was good. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Lovely. All right. Um, but well, look, we hope you loved it. Yeah, hope you loved it, guys. Get your friends on board. BGs in the 80s. Who would have expected on the 80s montage? If you love the show, get your friends on board. Like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars. Follow us. Become a subscriber on whatever platform you can. Best thing of all that you can do is become a Patreon on patreon.com. Absolutely. For as little as a dollar a month. For $10 a month, you get all the extra episodes. And that's patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. Yeah, it's hard to find on the the, uh, Patreon platform. A little bit hard to search us. But if you follow that address, you'll find us straight away. Good on you. And if you're coming to see the theatre shows, don't worry. They're going to happen. Especially for Melbourne people. You may have to go rural. I mean, Melbourne, we're losing Melbourne gigs big time. That's right. Get out of town. Fucking go for a bit of a drive. Different scene. You see a show while you're out there and make sure that show is Rewind 80s. it's my birthday in Bansdale, so whoever wants to come up and have a drink after the show is quite welcome. Bansdale is the best place to have your birthday. Yeah. Well, I've got to do something. Like last year, I didn't do anything. Yeah, right. Oh, well, we couldn't. We, we, it was no. like, fuck and it, that was the mate. big 5-0 for me. Yeah, and that was like fucking stage four lockdown. That was it like was. proper lockdown. That's huge. like fucking forget about it, it stay home, you know. Yeah. So mm. awesome, awesome. Thank you, guys. Good on you once again. We're going to go out with our one dick wonder, Sammy. I reckon you should just play it on the outside. And we'll say right now, what do we say to our one dick wonder? Nice one, dick. Yeah, good on ya. Oh, and one more thing, because yeah. if it's music mateys. Well, cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Here's our one dick wonder for the read. Get in the car and jiggy with it. Get jiggy with it. Yeah.